Hey, bud. Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you for asking. I, I hope you're keeping safe and uh, not too bored in isolation and everything. I hope you're okay. Yeah, everything's going good. Still have school, so it's it's keeping me busy. How have you been with everything happening? Uh, it's okay. Um, it's pretty boring. Like, I'm, obviously, I'm very like lucky to be like safe in a position where like I've got nothing to worry about too much where I am. But it's just, uh, just very very dull. But uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I know. I'm from New York, so. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, I'd love to go to New York one day. It's like, I got very close. I I did um some Canadian shows last year, and I um. I couldn't get a visa for the States, unfortunately. Um, I didn't want to risk the um, how much it costs because I knew I wouldn't get it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I went right to like, um, Niagara Falls on the borderline of the state, but like, yeah, didn't get a chance to go over, unfortunately. Yeah, upstate's really, really nice. Um, I guess we'll kind of just jump right in, if you're good. Yeah, um, yeah, that's great. We always want to know a little bit more about who we're speaking with, so please introduce yourself and tell me a fun fact about you. Uh, cool, my name's Luke Rainsford. Uh, a fun fact about me is I never learned to swim. Uh, or ride a bike, so I had a very not active childhood, and it has never affected me in my adulthood life so far. So that's good. <laughs> Unless I one day uh, end up like stuck in a lake or something, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. I love that. <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> um, so, um, what music are you currently listening to? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of Slaughter Beach Dog, um, which is one of the guys from Modern Baseball. Um, really into that. I'm also listening to a lot of the new 1975 song mm -hmm. uh, because it's got the best chorus I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, and then, like, I've been sort of like trying to keep music working, so a lot of like, um, sort of like chilled out pop, sort of stuff like Japanese House and Laney and just anything that's sort of like. Just quite simple and relaxing because I find if I listen to something too complicated or like emotionally hard hitting, then I'll just, we'll get really distracted. So yeah, any anything as simple as possible. I feel like I'm the opposite. When I'm doing work, I have to listen to something that's like loud and super fast paced so I pay attention. Yeah, I I used to be like that as well when I was younger, and then I don't know something just clicked one day, and I kept on finding myself getting just so distracted by it. I used to listen to a lot of stuff like uh, like a lot of hardcore and like um, things like that. But not, I can't do it anymore while I'm working anyway. But then it's like, it always makes it more fun when I finish working because I can go and listen to like all this like crazy stuff like and enjoy it more. <laughs> I feel like now that we've been in um, quarantine, I've been deep listening to albums a lot more than I used to. And it's kind of been a lot mm. of fun to just kind of go through the journey of a, of a whole album instead of listening to random um, songs from it or what's released as a single. Yeah, it's so nice. Like, I think it's something that a lot of people have lost in the like sort of the past decade or so and it's, it's really sad because I, I, I've always loved records like um, I've always wanted to like make records as opposed to singles but it's also hard from like the artist perspective as well because people's attention spans are so short now that like releasing albums is harder as well which is a shame because like as much as singles are fun and like you can keep new content and um, you can keep it all coming it's it's not the same as like having like a full thought out package that you can like properly share with someone it's, yeah I definitely agree. I was wondering, do you collect vinyl? Uh, no, not really. It's always... I, I love vinyl themselves. I like the vinyl I've done for my music I love, and I I really respect it as like a, a product and um, just like a nice thing to have. But uh, it's just never been something I've personally... Uh, I, I love everything about it. The reason I was asking is because my next question for you is, what is your favorite album in your personal collection? And by personal collection, I mean you physically own it. Okay, I have some. Um, mine will be um, there's a band called Fresh from England. I have their self-titled record on vinyl, and I I I, I love it. It's um, it's just this like really rad punk band, but it's super catchy and well written. Uh, it's it's so great. And the record, well, there's very few that I own, but it's like a really cool like splatter, which is like pink splatter, and I just it's so great. Um, it's a lot of fun, and um, there's a lot of great like um. UK punk bands at the minute. I think they're like one of the best examples of that as well. So, I feel like vinyl's been getting this huge uptick, or even just like owning a physical copy of an album because of um, streaming services like Spotify. So, what is your opinion of streaming services like Spotify? Uh, it'd be nice if they paid more, but um, I do also think it's great that people can access access so much music so cheap. 
because uh, growing up I uh, couldn't have that much music because I didn't grow up with much money so I was very limited with what I had so I never liked pirating money uh, pirating music I liked to like pay for everything but it meant I was sort of stuck with the same sort of like five or six albums and I'd like have to buy more when I could afford it uh, and now it's like amazing that people even from lower incomes can like legally listen to so much music and still be supporting their artists even if only a little bit but I do think um, like a CEO is making like millions and billions of something they'd be able to pay the actual artists who are making them that money more I feel like that's a no-brainer but, but there's positives and negatives to it as well like, like I say um, personally I'd like for it as a small artist because it's, it makes it a lot easier for me to actually get people to hear my music but I know for like bigger artists when it's like their their complete income their main income it, you know it's it sucks to lose out on what you're entitled to from producing something so I feel like Spotify is great for exposure. I found some of my favorite artists just by going through the daily mixes or those algorithmic playlists that they make for me. And it's yeah. great in that regard. Opens doors. For sure. And like, I love the whole thing of like, um, fans also like, when you click on like an artist and you can see other artists that like people are listening to artists are listening to. And you can just go down these like really cool holes of like finding these like kind of obscure bands or artists. And it just, oh, it's so great. Like, there's so many bands I love that have like, inspired me so much that I would never have found without, without streaming services like Spotify. And that's really cool. I, th- I, think, I think people are too hard on these sort of things, but uh, uh, they sort of like, they see the numbers of what people are being paid and they immediately write them off. But I think uh, it, it is, like you say, for exposure for small artists, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's great. There's a, there's a lot of things to be, that I love about it. Uh, what musicians inspire you to be a better musician? Oh, that's a great question. Um, my main influence for that is Dan Campbell from the One Years, um, who one of my favorite bands, and um, it's mainly his writing that, like, because listening to their records, like from earlier to the most later records, his his writing has got so much better, and um, it's like it's cool seeing that someone I look up to so much started out like with such humble beginnings and um, was sort of like making similar mistakes musically that I may have made and stuff, and then um. It's cool seeing that journey and being like, oh, I can sort of learn from that and take take what inspiration I want from that. Uh, but also, um, I'm really inspired by bands that change their sound drastically, so like uh, like Paramore. I'm really inspired by. I think that's rad. They can go from this like really established like alternative rock band and then just come out with a pop record and it still be like really good quality and well received. And I, I think that's really cool because I think especially with like sort of single culture and streaming culture, it's um, like the concept of a band making just one kind of music is kind of dying uh and i love the idea that bands can just send whatever they like and i think it, it's it's cool for me to hear other bands doing that because i when i'm sort of making new things and wanting to incorporate new elements in my sound it's it's nice to have that confidence that other bands are also doing that so yeah i'm definitely power more up there as well i've chosen like really obvious answers but <laughs> it's pretty yeah they're pretty good I love seeing what musicians inspire other people because I feel like it kind of forms this connection between um, the listener in a sense because everyone, it's a way to inspire people to get better and want to experiment and try different things and be dynamic in ways they might not have thought of before. So I always love seeing the different influences people have. Yeah, me too. Like, I, the thing that always makes me a little bit sad is like people who are great musicians, but they just never get out of like their bubble. Like I see it a lot in the UK with some of like with some bands that like start off great and they get like a little bit of hype and they're doing great and they just never sort of expand their sound. They never like take influence from other places. They never like grow. They just sort of keep making the same stuff and they just like fade away. And it it makes me really sad. There's so many like bands who start off great who just like I don't know. It's just a bit of a shame when they they don't seem to like be dynamic like you say. They just sort of stick with their one thing and it's yeah, it's a shame. Can you describe the scene for me where you're from? I normally live vicariously through everybody else for this question, and we'll get to one <laughs> like right after. Uh, yeah, so um, the UK is pretty rough for uh, live music. Uh, the scale I play at, um, it's very unpredictable. Like when you get to like the bigger artists, like like Neck Deep and Hot Milk and like Don Broco, bands like that size, so you're you're not you're not struggling for like ticket sales or anything. It's all it's all great. But then when you when you sort of like below sort of 300 cap um rooms like smaller artists mid-level touring as well it's 
people are quite lazy with shows, I think, because because it's so easy to get around our entire country. People sort of take it for granted. So it, it can be rough. Like there's been tours where I've like done in one city, I'll do like hundred tickets, and then the next tour it'll be like thirty, and it's like nothing's changed. It's just people like don't like going get to shows unless it's like ten minutes from their doorstep. It's 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 it really sucks. And then when when you're playing like like anywhere else, like I played in like Canada and mainland Europe people are like so excited for music like they'll come out to shows just because it's a show or like because like their friends are going to a show like they don't even need to know who's playing they just really enjoy that i'm not sure what it's like in new york in the states but yeah here here it's it's very difficult like even even if people like, i've had people who are like will like buy a lot of my merch and like l- love my music and support me online and then they're like i'll play in their city and they just like won't show up it's 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 pretty strange but it's just the way it is, um, but it is it is getting a little better. I think after like lockdowns over and uh, the sh- uh, shows that happen again when it's safe, I think we'll see a bit of an improvement. But um, as far as like music goes, though, uh, it's it's really rad. There's loads of cool punk bands, loads of really cool emo bands. Um, there's also like uh, a really good hardcore scene, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we've got quite a, like a musically we've got a great scene, but I think um, a lot a lot of a lot of people struggle with, um, especially a lot of smaller bands, struggle with ticket sales and uh, sort of hype. But it's getting better. Where I'm from, I'm from Staten Island, New York, and um, I always tell people this: there's sadly like no scene here. Um, it's very disappointing um, because, as School of Rock was filmed at my school, and yeah, in this movie I, when I read that, so cool. <laughs> it's inspired so many people. And we don't have a scene here, and like it's very upsetting because <laughs> like yeah. you see this iconic like school building. It's the one where like Jack Black's character is like in the van, and then you just see the school. That's where we have class. And then you have the first School of Rock music school, which was the old apartment. And then we're kind of just like we have nothing here. Maybe some cover bands. Maybe one venue will let a band play if you're lucky. So it's it's yeah. very upsetting and sad. I always have traveled to like jersey to go see music so it's, it's still it's still cool that you'll do that i think that's rad that like i love hearing stories of people traveling to go just see music because i think we're so lucky to have that like to have like these scenes and these places people can play and i think people take it for granted a lot here so i'm so i'm so happy that like you do that and people are willing to do that over there that's so cool yeah i feel like people here from what i've heard from like my friends and stuff they'll travel like halfway across the country to see a band that playing just because they're not coming over here and it, it's crazy to me to think so that cool. like <laughs> the united states is so big yet people are always willing to be like yes we're, we're going to do that five hour drive i i have so much respect for that i've had like i've had shows where like i've i've like had people ask me to go to a certain city and they won't show up we'll have someone like fly from germany to go and it's like this person's flown from germany to the uk just to see like this weird acoustic guy plays some songs and then like you won't like travel like half an hour down the road it's like it's very it makes me really sad that like but i'm also so happy that people like love music that much they'll do that because i've done it in the past i've traveled like hours and hours to go to a show like um i tried to get tickets to the um my chemical romance reunion show in um <laughs> in the, the um the, I, was, I was like willing to fly to that but uh, yeah not to be but i i yeah i think it's so cool people do that one of my friends actually got tickets to the reunion tour. Wow, that's amazing. I, I, I got it for the UK, but it's probably not going to happen now. Um, but that's fine. That last, you know, that's, just, that's how it is. But I'm so jealous of anyone who got to go to that show. Um, someone once told me that they think, because like obviously when everything gets better, I feel like everyone in the world's going to start to tour again at the same time. So I think it's going to be a very crazy time for the music industry, for people playing, like planning to be like, oh my god, I have to figure out who I'm going to see and when, because, I don't know, I just think everybody's going to come out at once, and it's it's going to be a time. It's going to be rough, yeah. I, it's something that's like affecting everyone now, because people are trying to like plan release schedules and plan touring again. Like I've, I've had a tour that's reorganized like three times, because of different reasons and then because of like um uh, the situation it's had to be like rescheduled again but it's like is there any point in trying to reschedule it we don't know how long it's going to go on for it's it's pretty tough but um yeah it's it's really exciting to know 
almost made like bands like Hunger, I think, which is cool. Like, I think you can't really be lazy in this environment. You can't just skate by anymore. You have to like, be creative and think of new ways to like push a release. And then, um, and when touring, and it's like even even some like me and some uh, my uh, some bands that I get on with, like I want to be better than them, but I want to push them to be better than me at the same time. If you know what I mean. And um, I think this environment will really like nourish that and encourage it. I feel like right now it's a lot of like staying relevant and current and communicating with people in ways that may not have been the communication method before. But at the same time, I feel like music's kind of been this one factor that's bringing so many people together right now. And it's great to see everywhere and the impact it's having on so many. Yeah, 100%. It's amazing. Like, seeing all the bands doing live streams and stuff, like, I- I've been doing that. Seeing, like, people, like, find like cool a few bands have been doing music videos from their homes which is rad um yeah it's just really cool there's a lot of positive to take in this situation like i know it's an awful situation it's cool seeing people not let it like affect them and they're still able to create content and have that connection I'm just kind of curious, what inspired you to be like yes this is what I want to do like I want to pursue music like Um, growing up was, like super academic. I was very like pushed into certain things. I was at school and stuff. And like I first started, and I was like never like uh, what the teachers wanted me. So I was sort of that bitterness. I just sort of learnt taught myself anyway because I was like, oh, I'll do what I want kind of thing. It's super, super typical like young kid, just like bitter. Um, and then I, I just got really got into it. And then um, I was played in loads of punk bands and stuff. And it was always just fun. It was never like a career or anything. It was just, I just want to do this because I love it. And then uh, I joined this band. Um, uh, I had like a friend who played drums. And I was like, okay, I'll like, I could play a bit of guitar. So I'll do that. Uh, and then we couldn't find a vocalist either. So I sort of just filled in on guitars and vocals for a long time. And I grew, I just sort of, from that point on, my like mindset changed completely. It was like being able to like create something. And it was, gave me this voice that I never felt confident to express about being able to talk about my emotions and talk about certain aspects of myself that I would never have dreamed of talking about before. And like in that moment of writing these songs and having that platform to talk about it, it just, everything clicked. And it was like, I don't want to do anything else ever again. Like I, and then um, from the point on, like I, I still have like jobs here and there, like when I need to, and it just, it's just not, I just can't do it. Like I really struggle with like, just feeling like I'm making someone else money. I. I like it's not about money for me. It's like, I, I I I like knowing that I've earned income, but in like on my terms, and I'm do like I'm I'm doing things in the way I want to do, and I'm making other people happy, not just like yes. Yeah, so I, I guess that's what sort of inspired me to do it is like knowing that like what I'm doing is like a really positive influence on other people's lives, and that's such a an honor to have knowing that I can write something that someone else can resonate with, and the fact that I get like money it's just amazing that i can do that and like live off that it's the coolest thing in the world and i I think i'm very lucky to have that but i think it's it's so much better than working for minimum wage a job i hate i can tell you're definitely passionate about music and honestly you kind of hit the nail on the head on why i reach out to the people i reach out to um i personally have to feel something from your music or like form a connection and have it be relatable in a way where it like makes me think about things that maybe I wasn't thinking about before and I think it's a way for music to kind of speak about things that maybe other people don't want to talk about but it just kind of exists in a beautiful place yeah it's it's really nice like personally for me music like helped me sort of put into perspective some of the things I, I was going through and um, like hearing bands talk about this stuff like in lyrics and like also like in interviews and on stage and stuff like really helped me go and get help uh, like got like, medical help for, like, like my mental health and stuff and I think that's so powerful and like it's a thing that I'm always really like uh, I always talk about at my shows a lot is like everyone goes through stuff and like you don't have to be ashamed of like feeling certain ways and like like, even if like someone close to you in your life is not supportive of you, 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 you 
you deserve to be better and you you, you can you can ignore those negative influences and go get that help and i think music's such a great platform for that because it's so emotive and because people get so attached to it being able to hear artists that you care about and love talk about it just makes it feel so much more validating like for me personally to be able to do that myself is such an honor like it's 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 i can't even put it in the words it, it just feels incredible knowing that like i've been able to like help people but one thing i always make clear is that like people i like, do the work themselves like, I, I just write songs and talk about stuff that means something to me but like if I, I never really like saying i help people because people do all the hard work like they're the ones who go through these awful situations and and come out the other side and i think that's so incredible i, I think people don't give themselves enough credit like as much as music is amazing but helping you get to that point it is like 99 percent you that has done the work so yeah <laughs> what is your favorite part of a song that you've written it can be a lyric a guitar riff anything Ooh. uh so that'll be out called tiptoe um and there's um like a ridiculous over the top like four part queen style guitar harmony that is like the funniest thing that i've ever put on a song it was like a thing that when i was making the record uh, with my producer um we did as like a joke because we were just like going a bit insane being in the studio for like all these long days and we just started like, and um, we turned what was originally like a sort of like a, a sort of a chill kind of like happy love song into this like re- really inspired pop rock song with like a guitar solo and like like really over the top like heavy riffs that almost don't suit but are like so ridiculous that it kind of works. Uh, so yeah, it's just like just before the second chorus is this like four part guitar harmony that just sounds straight off a Queen record. And- so much fun and i think it's just i just love it so much because it's just so not me uh, but that's what i really want to push with like the new music i'm putting out is like um like i don't want to be tied to a specific sound anymore i just want to make stuff that i love and have a bit more fun with it because you know there's two sides to things as much as i love making the really emotive music with like the really heartfelt lyrics like I also, music is fun. Music is an escape, and I, I want to be able to express that as well. So I think I think that part is like my favorite because it's just it just exemplifies everything. I I love that music. Just being able to have fun with it, but also uh, have take it really seriously as well. Yeah. So that was very over the top and in depth what the question was. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear the song. It sounds like it's gonna be great. I kind of goes back to what you were. We were talking about earlier with um, kind of breaking away from specific genres and trying new things. So I think it's going to be great to see do that and grow. So I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so my next question for you is you mentioned you play the guitar. How did you pick that as your respective instrument? Like I said earlier, I, I played drums originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because I just used to like jam along to like 90s Green Day records uh, and it was great. But um, I always like wanted to obviously couldn't really write songs with drums, so I I just learnt like four chords on the acoustic guitar and just it was never meant for anyone to hear it. It was just like I was writing just because of the idea. I I used to love writing poems and stories when I was in school, and they were all terrible, but um, I used to I loved the idea of creating. And then um, I guess I just sort of fell in love with like like how simple the guitar is. Like I I I I never play anything complicated on a guitar because I love how accessible pretty much anyone can learn like a four chord thing to like start writing and working with and I think that's like you don't need to know any theory you don't need to know anything you just like need like a, a, a terrible like cheap guitar and, uh, and something to say and that's all you need and I think it's great and I think that's what really speaks to me about it is I don't need to be a great musician I can just pick this thing up that I'm still not much better at now than I used to make something that means a lot to me and means a lot to other people and yeah that, that that's my favorite thing about it in the world that anyone can if I, if I can do it anyone can I'm terrible at music but I, I still like like can make things that mean something to people so yeah guitars are rad <laughs> what's your writing process like Uh, it's actually recently changed. So it used to be, uh, I used to write songs about uh, just me and a guitar. Uh, and I, I still sort of 
maintain that a good song will work with just the acoustic guitar and vocals, like chords and vocals. And if a song is truly a good song, that's all it needs. But um, recently, I've been trying to experiment more. So, uh, but all, all the things I've released so far, it's always been I write down uh, sort of just lines about how I'm feeling, and then I sort of uh, will expand on those lines. I'll sort of like have like a notes tab on my phone where if I'm feeling a certain way, I'll try and describe it in a sentence, and then I. I'll like uh, uh, sort of use that as like a, a reference point to produce a song around. Um, but now I, I, I'm trying to be more, I'm really working on my songwriting because I want to write, um, I, I sort of want to have those songs where the chorus is just something that will like be in your head for like days. Uh, I, really, I really like when like you hear a song and it just brings you so much joy and the chorus is like on loop in your head and you, and you love it. I love that. So I, I've been like, like um, sort of starting with like writing a chorus and building a song around it which is a really new thing for me just sort of having all these sort of floating choruses without without any like song around it but it's really exciting because like when i know that a song's strong i can then put in the same lyric process into, into that, that i've always done with like my emotions and i get this sort of really strong song where i've got like a, this really great chorus that i'm really happy with that i love and then also these personal lyrics at the same time and I put it together and it's like the best parts of my music combined into one and it's been really cool to do that um and we try to write more with a band in mind because like in the past when i've had other instruments on tracks not just acoustic guitar i've sort of written an acoustic song and then just put instruments into it whereas now i'm trying to think of it uh, as a full band production it's like sometimes i'll like i'll be working on an idea and i'll almost hear the full song in my head before it's even done i just know exactly what i want it to sound like which is really cool because I know a song is going to be great when I do that because it's it just doesn't take as much effort. And I always think like sometimes I can work too much on a song and then I grow to hate it and it sort of gets a bit overdone and I, I put too much thought into it. But when a song just happens naturally, it's it's the best thing ever because then it like it just feels right and then you know I, I think I think if it feels right then it, it's it's right if you don't have to think about it too much. It's perfect. I love how you said that. I feel like some of the best songs are the ones that are written in the spur of the moment just kind of based on what's been happening or what someone's feeling and I think it's great on kind of how you said that and kind of leads to my next question can you describe your sound for me in three words yeah um sad acoustic uh let me redo that (laughs) (laughs) um I want to go for sad English boy, um, <laughs> because like most my music is is negative, but I I really I really like to push my accent a lot because I I get a lot of um, listeners that aren't from England. And I think a lot of people who aren't from England love our accent. Um, we're the only people in the world who love our accent. Like English people hate our accent, or at least I do. But um, yeah, I, I love pushing that because it's just it's just cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Sad acoustic English. I, I you say acoustic, but like because my new stuff's not as much acoustic focused, uh, then I'm sort of running out of ways to describe it, <laughs> and I'm really bad at talking about myself. <laughs> Someone once told me if you can describe um, your sound or something in like less than a sentence, then you kind of have the summation of who you want to be or what you want to do. And yeah. On the topic of accents, I did an interview lately and someone pointed out my accent and I didn't realize I had one until <laughs> until that yeah. moment. So I became very self-conscious of it. I, I really like love like the sort of like um, Northeastern American and like that side of Canadian accent. Cause I think it's very similar. Uh, I, I just love that region's accent and like the, like Philadelphia and I, 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 all, all of like sort of that side of that content it just i love it so much i think like a lot of bands i listen to come from that sort of area and a lot of like the shows i've watched sort of have accents from that area so i just i don't know something about it i just love it's great my roommate was actually from california so we would always um we sometimes we wouldn't know what the other one was talking about just based on like slang or certain yeah accent vowels it was it was it was a time <laughs> what's funny about my accent is like um, I'm from the Midlands of the UK, so a place called Birmingham. I don't have much of a Birmingham accent, but we skip a lot of letters in words. Uh, we'll sort of, it's very strange. I've probably done it a lot without realizing. Like then, when I said a lot, I don't really pronounce the T. It's really bizarre. Most like most American accents I've heard sort of pronounce every syllable and 
actually are understandable, <laughs> which is it's really cool. But yeah, it's it's a, like a very strange UK thing here. Like it's our language, but we suck at it. <laughs> I feel like it's like English is a universal language, but at the same time, um, English is, is very complicated. I've heard, yeah, like uh, I I did some shows in Germany, and I was told that it's like a really annoying language to learn because I don't really know why. It's just really apparently it's really annoying. I've never yeah experienced. I've never learned another language, so I can't really relate it to anything. But yeah. <laughs> In high school, I the only language offered at my school was Russian, so I had to learn Russian. Wow, that was that's that's like completely alien as well. It's not like it's completely not based around like our alphabet or anything, isn't it? Just like a completely like new yeah. system or something. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Sort of like it was it was it was oh, <laughs> having it be the only language. But hey, I learned something <laughs> fun that I will probably never use. Yeah, but like you don't have to use every skill you have. Like sometimes like the fun part is just learning a new thing for the sake of it. Like. For sure, like, I, I really want to learn like to play piano, which I'll probably never ever use. But just the idea of being able to do something new is really exciting. I used to play the trumpet, so like it's kind of been like, oh, during quarantine, should I go back to it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a rad instrument though. Like a lot of bands I love use trumpets. Like, uh, show the band American Football. I, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like I don't know how big they are over there compared to over here. I assume quite big, but um. Yeah, like, I love trumpets, like, in that sort of music, like, sort of that Midwestern sort of sound. It's just, oh, I love it. I'm called um, Just Friends, um, who, like, have, like, the wildest instruments. I think, like, a like a 14-piece band or something. It's, like, they're like an emo band, but there's, like, saxophones, and there's, like, elements of, like, ska and jazz in there. But it's at, it's at the root of it, like, an emo punk band. And it's, it's so rad, like, having sort of these weird instrument combinations. That, so anything can work, as long as you want it to. Yeah. That's true. My next question, which our peer director Grace came up with, and the question is, what is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not? Whoa, what a question. Um, um, interesting. I think it depends on the reason for releasing it. So this is uh, me answering without any time to think about this, uh, so excuse if I say something dumb. But um, yeah, I I think if it's done by like artist close friends or artist family, and it's done not because of many reasons, because of like a tribute or something like that, I think that's that can be really nice. I really like. I think that's that can be really cool. If it's done by like a label, uh, purely for financial reasons, or like even like financial, but under the guise of like respect and that, I I I don't think that's cool. I think that's really bad. Um, I guess personally, if I passed away, I'd love my friends to release it and just take all the money for themselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's just me. But um, yeah, I guess it's something that... I guess it's down to the, the artist. I don't think it's anyone else's place to comment as well. I think it's down to the artist, family and friends to really comment on that. I don't think anyone else has the right to to, to decide about that. Uh, it's, not, it's not my place to say whether someone should or shouldn't. It's, you know... So we bring this up because we want to start a conversation about the topic because we feel like it's something that's been happening more prominently mm -hmm. in the industry. Uh, the question came about because of the Little Peep songs that were released. And then, yeah, yeah, Grace was like, they kind of sound like these unfinished bedroom demos. And then you have Mac Miller's Circles, which was released, I think, by his family. And the producer he worked with on it was the one who finished it, who like knew what his vision was. So it's pretty interesting to see the different sides of what's happened. And we want to try to bring up the top the conversation to talk about um, artist wills and maybe negotiating this into a contract. Yeah, like it's 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 quite a dark thing to have to talk about, but I guess it is something that's not really come up in the past as much. Like a lot a lot of times in the past, it's been like greatest hits sort of things, which I think are completely harmless, I guess. But all like unfinished stuff is like yeah, it's 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 happening a lot more. Like it's something I've never really put too much thought into, but I it's cool when you. When you think about it, like how, yeah, it's it's wild. For me, it's like my, as much as my music is mine, it's like, as soon as I release something, it's no longer mine. The music that I release is everyone's to do with as they please. Like if someone interprets a song a different way, that's their song and that's completely theirs. I I have no right to please have people enjoy my music like, at all. And I think I would want to probably want to carry that on. Like if I like, if I passed away anytime soon, which I hope I don't. 
Um, and, um, then I, yeah, I, I think I'd want people to still hear stuff. Like even because like if I've written something that is unreleased, but that might help someone or might just make someone's day a little bit better, then why shouldn't they hear it? Like, I think that's, I, I don't want to be selfish. Like it's just, it's just words. And like, as much as those words might help people or help me, like it's, yeah, the, the words can be very powerful. And I think I, I'm not the one to say what words may, may not help people. And I want to leave that to other people. And that's, that's my opinion, I guess. That's a sweet answer. I love that. I guess like, it's people's right to be selfish with their own art and their own music i get that but for me it's like like i'm not in this for myself as much as like i love it and i'm very lucky to do it i'm in it because because people love it like i i don't think you can replace that with anything like the, the look on someone's face when you play a song they care about or like when they're singing a lyric back to you like it as much as it does feel very self-fulfilling and i'm very thankful for that and obviously like uh like it, it's it's lovely to be able to make money off that. It's that's it's it's all about people. I I love that so much. Like, so someone telling me about how like one of my lyrics has helped them through something it feels way better than anything money could buy. And I I would never want to tell people what they can and can't listen to. Uh, like just because I or like I would never want something I've written to be unheard because that if that means something to someone else that's more important than my ego. <laughs> music like this it should be shared in a sense of like i don't know i feel like word of mouth has such a strong powerful tool to tell people hey like i know you really enjoy stuff like this like you should check out this artist or you should check out the song or like this meant something to me maybe it'll mean something to you 100 percent. i i think i'm sorry to interrupt you no, but you're I've, fine. I've go, go. <laughs> um the whole thing of like i don't know if you've done it like making playlists for your friends and stuff or like uh, i do a lot with like people i date like i'll like make them a playlist and be like oh here's some stuff i really love and like i know your tastes and i think you might like this stuff too or like or even like people doing it to me like oh here's something new you've never heard before here's some like like some stuff i know you might not be into this but it's what i like and it's like an insight into other people's like mindsets i think sometimes the songs you listen to say more about yourself than you can say about yourself uh, sometimes and I, I love that I think it's such a unique like position in history where we we, we can do that so easily we can, we can we can share these small artists and give them that platform just amongst our friends and create these cool little like networks of people around the world it's so cool that's so nice how you do that like how you make playlists for your friends I don't think anyone's ever done that for me I'm normally like hey guys <laughs> how I would normally share the music I listen to is um, when I lived at school, because I used to dorm at school, now I'm home because quarantine, um, I would blast music and my friends would be like, we can hear it from the staircase. And then it would become a point in my life where people on my floor would start playing the songs that I played, I guess, because they heard it so many times. Or like when we had events, they would start to know the words and be like, I don't know how I know the song, but I know the song. And I'm like, yes, because I've probably played it for you for the past three <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet. I like that a lot. That's cool. But I'm definitely guilty of that, like playing my music way too loud and other people like Sometimes I feel so judged. I'm like, Oh, you can hear it from the hallway, oh no. <laughs> I listen I listen to a lot of trash sometimes, so it's like it is embarrassing, like sometimes but like my flatmates have been like, What are you listening to? I I listen to like I, I'm really into like pop music. Uh which is completely cool. As much as I listen to, like emo and punk and stuff, um I listen to a lot of trashy pop. I got really into Taylor Swift last year. Um, I like, I, I loved her music, but it's pretty also pretty like embarrassing to be this like guy covered in tattoos who like likes likes to you know keep a a reasonably cool kind of de demeanor, <laughs> uh, just like blasting like early Taylor Swift and just like getting sad. It's it's great. <laughs> I love this image. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I think that's great. I mean, like, I'm going to be 100% honest. Stuff that's on the radio, I don't know what it is. So, like, my staff would have to update me and be like, yeah, this song's popular. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to trust you. But <laughs> I think that's because um, at least I feel like where I am, it's the same 20 songs on the radio. They all yeah. kind of sound the same. 
and it's upsetting because I know these are fantastic artists that can be doing so much and influencing so many people in different ways and yet they're all sampling the same beats or it's all the same tempo with no yeah, climax <laughs> when you get like those trends happen and you just hear like the same uh, it is very frustrating Cause as, 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 as someone who loves pop music I also hate pop music at the same time like I I will always like fall in like one sort of sound or song idea and then I'll hear it done like a hundred more times just on repeat and I, they will make me hate the things that I like mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating it's really frustrating hearing it because like there's so many artists out there who are doing these really creative things and like the amount of times like, it's happened to me where like, I've written some cool stuff and then before I've had a chance to make it into a real thing like it's already come and gone as a trend and become like this really annoying thing that's happening and it's just it's so frustrating how fast it moves and it just stems down to these like big companies with all this money who just like find one thing people like and then make loads and loads of little packages like these pre-packaged things just like shove it out make loads of money and then by the time that it's all over they've already found the next thing and like packed it all together and it, it, you see it a lot with like the whole like emo trap sort of thing that, like like with little peep and stuff how like like how, how big like juice world got and how big little peep has got and but that started out as like soundcloud like you yeah. know to like these small little communities and stuff and it's like almost a, it's not a bad thing because like fair play people are like making money off like something they're, they're passionate about that's rad like i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna like gatekeep like a, a style or a, a type of music but it is sad to like sort of see like all like the sort of like heart and soul go from it a little bit i guess no i agree it's definitely sometimes this pre-produced idea i feel like the formula is in play and a formula has been overused yeah for sure it's like i guess it's not even really like um appropriate in like this day and age for that because people i think people see through it now more than ever because there's just there's so much music now that people have they've got choice back like when it was just radios and cds it was almost like they could do that and no one would know like they, they could they could almost force trends to happen because they would just like put so much of it on the radio you had no choice but to listen to it like that's all there was but now because the consumers have the choice it's like we can direct these big companies and tell them what we want to hear and we can also completely screw them over <laughs> and like it, it, it's really cool knowing that we have that power i think more people should realize that because in everything in, in life in politics and everything it's like the, the the consumers have the power because you're the ones who who, who speak with your wallet yeah it's 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 just if more people realize that i think every industry would be better like music would be better because like you don't have to set off what people put you on the radio you can list whatever you want uh same with anything with any industry if you, you you put forward what you want and you are sort of passionate enough about it you can make anything happen i do think a lot of it has turned into um music's a thing and not a passionate art project like it used to be it's 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 so sad and it's like it makes me really upset because i i hate having to sort of jump through the hoops but you have to you've got no choice it's like if i like the only way i'd be able to do it is if i didn't do it as like a career i'd have to like get another job and then do then i will not be able to put as much time into it and it's like it sucks knowing you have to somewhat sell your soul a little bit just to make it work because like it's set up that like you you are always being exploited in some way that you have to keep working harder and harder and harder just to make things happen and it's it sucks because it's like I, I always want to think like what could i be doing if this was like if i was if i was actually more self-sufficient with it if i didn't have to like do certain things i didn't want to do just to make things happen like what would i be doing or what artists would be making amazing things if they had the the resources to do it like there's so many artists who will never release something that would change someone else's life because they can't afford to or don't have the resources and that's really upsetting to me knowing that like maybe there's someone who like somewhere who like didn't get the help they need to get because they didn't hear a certain lyric from someone at the right time that would have written a song and released it just because they didn't have the means to put that song out do you know what i mean it's it's it, it's awful like and I, and I get that like you know like site like you know money is unfortunately exists well argu arguably <laughs> and I, I get that but 
like when 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 it's become how can we make the most money, not how can we make the best art. That's not not what it's about. I, I yeah, I, I hate that. I agree. Like I'm only on the receiving end of music, so I only listen to what's been put out, and it it's it's just crazy. It's it's just I don't know. It's an unfathomable thought to think that like someone who's so passionate about something isn't doing this or releasing what they want to release just for that purpose yeah like i i try and balance it so i try and like everything i release is something i care about and i love at least at the time like some of my older stuff i've grown to dislike but i know at the time it meant a lot to me um and i with most decisions i make are or very much all like this is what i want to do but i do have to make sacrifices and it's the sacrifices that are the hard parts and like i'm quite lucky in that like me and my team like my manager like they understand that i'm not gonna like cut into my ethics things i've got certain ethics that i stand by that i refuse to like budge on like um like i refuse to like have like all male lineups on my tours and stuff i refuse to like um um like work with artists who uh like i know for a fact like uh, act certain ways around fans or around women or like there's certain ethics like that or um or like, I refuse to like do anything just to make money off people who like my music. Like as much like, obviously I sell merch and stuff. But I refuse to like uh, exploit people's kindness. I refuse to um, exploit people's love for my music as well because I think I don't want to. I don't just want to assume people will give me money because they like what I do. I want to make something great that they willingly want to pay for. If you know what I mean. I, so like, those ethics like they they hold me back in some ways because like there's like. There's like t- so many more tours I could do if I didn't follow those ethics. There's so many more opportunities I would probably get as well. Like, um, I think if I st- if I like stayed quiet and didn't talk about things that bothered me in the music industry or in politics in general, I'd get a lot more people who wanted to work with me. But at the same time, like, I'd I'd, I'd rather like know that like with my music I've had that platform and said and spoken about things I care about and made the changes and being the change I want to see rather than stayed quiet played the game through the hoops and made more money you are a gem <laughs> i just have to say that like oh, I, love how, I love how you're staying so true to yourself and i think that's what also draws people to you as a musician because you're kind of going against this norm and being who you are and being who you want to be and telling people like hey like this 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 is it like this kind of this is how it's gonna go gonna say like i think that's something wonderful to have in the industry oh thank you i mean it definitely holds me back like there's definitely like i see a lot of bands who come out of nowhere and just like play the game and i think like fair play like you know you're playing the game i'm not gonna judge you for that like like everyone needs to make rent you know i get it like it's final um but yeah like for me it's like I'd, i'd rather i'd rather like end my music career with three fans who all like respect me as a person then end with 2000 fans who see me as like just some guy who makes music they like i don't, I don't know it's probably it's, it's yeah it, it's it's hard like as much as much as i always say like oh i'd love to have more fans me bigger like i'd i'd happily stop making music today if i felt like i was not living by my ethics and what i believed in because that that comes first for me always you're an amazing person. I just have to say that before I go on to my next question, which is completely different and much more lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like that deserves like a special compliment because I feel like more people should do that. I don't, I don't like being treated as special just for doing certain things. Like, I, I get it a lot with like, um, like a lot of like artists will say like thank you because like I'm, I'm very like I've got this thing where like I, um, I like have to have lineups like at least half not men. Like at least like uh like bands like non-binary or like um like trans or women in, or um or even like not white just like anyone who's not like a straight white guy basically, um, <laughs> but like I don't like being thanked for that because I think that implies that it's something special that I've done when it should just be the way it is and I I, I think like putting someone on a pedestal for doing these things is the wrong way to go about it like I don't want to be put on a pedestal as like a really nice guy doing these things I just want people to be like oh cool that's easy I can do that. I don't want. I, I think it's wrong to do it for like, for um. For, for the reason of like the platform of like, oh look at this. Like someone once like wrote an article like, oh the nice guy in music. I, like, I don't want to be. I don't want that. Like I just just, no. Like, 
I'm a very privileged man. I don't need I don't need more praise. <laughs> okay. My next question for you is what is the weirdest or funniest question you've ever been asked in an interview before? And then I'm going to ask you to answer it. Cool. Um let me think about this. Um Okay, I have the most awkward one. Okay. Uh so uh, a solo artist. I played my first big festival. I played uh, Slam Dunk two years ago. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was or what the uh, <laughs> like what the problem was because I don't know. But, uh, it was clear this person had no idea who I was, which is fine. Didn't expect them to. But you'd think if you were interviewing someone, you'd at least have looked into who they were a little bit. Uh, they asked me the question, "How do I get my How did I get my band name?" And I was like, "I mean." <laughs> I mean, as a solo artist, that's a very interesting question to receive. It's like, like, do you think I'm using a fake name or a stage name? Which is like, you know, I guess it's a reasonable thing to assume. But yeah, I guess if I had to answer it, it'd be, uh, I, it was, I was baptized under that name, I guess. <laughs> My birth name. Okay, so we have a question that normally follows this one. Yeah. And the question is, if you can be any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why? Ooh, that's a great question. Um. I think oh, this is such a good question. Wow. Bear with me. I'm thinking about this quite hard. Totally um, <laughs> I think um, <laughs> everything I'm thinking is so ridiculous. Bear with me. <laughs> We're here for it. <laughs> Whatever it is. I think I'd be... You don't really have kettles in the States, do you? You, like, boil your water on, like, a... On, like, a stove, don't you? In the States. Is that in right? A teapot? Oh, okay, yeah. We, we have, like, kettles that are, like, these, like... I don't know if you have that, like, electric, and, like, they boil water for you. It's one of those things where, like, there's a cultural difference without realising. But I, I'd be um, a kettle, because, um... I think it's, like something that this sounds really sad uh, but something that people take for granted a lot uh, but you're you're really glad is there <laughs> that didn't i didn't mean that sound as sad as it was <laughs> we were asked this question at our freshman orientation and yeah. this was our icebreaker when you didn't know anyone so you're just sitting in a circle and the person goes hey guys if you could be any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why? And you're just like, oh no, <laughs> no one knows who I am. This is terrifying. Yeah, that's, I think, I always hate those sort of things because they're always meant to like make it less awkward, but I think they make it more awkward because I get really anxious about stuff like that because I'm like, oh no, now I've got to say something that people aren't going to think I'm some weirdo. And it makes, I get really like, it's fine over like this sort of situation, but when you're in like a big group and it's just like, oh no, like what I say now is going to be people's first impression of me forever. It's like, oh, I, I, I can't do it. Like, I don't know. But that's, that's just, I know people love that sort of thing, but I, I get really anxious about it. Like, I, 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 know, I never want to seem like a weirdo, <laughs> even though I definitely am. And I think when I'm more comfortable with people, I can have these weird conversations. But when I'm in this big group of strangers, I get really self-conscious about it. Um, my next question for you is, what do you do when you're not writing music or doing anything music related? Uh, this is... I, I play a lot of video games. Because if I don't, the worst person using the switch off and just working to do it. I, I like... I try not to work past 6, 7pm, using emails or writing or doing something. Uh, and video games is the only thing that's me enough to distract me because if, if I like watch movies, I'll find myself like just drifting towards a guitar or like emails or like just anything. Whereas like if I'm playing a video game, I'll like fully, fully get like into it and not think about anything for a while, which is nice. Um, like I've I've got like a Nintendo Switch, I'm playing a lot of Animal Crossing, which is great. Um, oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> um, I also recently got into exercise for the first time in my life. Which sucks. It's awful. But um, that's also another thing I've been doing, just sort of just not thinking about work as that. That's that's been quite as much as it sucks. That's been fun as well. What's your favorite video game? 
I have okay, this is a layered question. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, so my favorite video game of all is Fallout Three. Uh just because I, it was just the right place at the right time for me. It was a, a time in my life, but for some reason, I loved like, post-apocalyptic scenarios in media. I don't know why. I just did when that game came out. I put hundreds of hours editing of the soundtrack. Just, that game, it was, it was perfect. Even though it was very buggy, again, it was like perfect. As we were saying, it was so much fun. So much character to it. Right now, I'm playing... Uh, like I said, I love Animal Crossing, but uh, I've really got... In- like, do you ever play RuneScape back in the day? I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I only know of like two video games. Oh, no, that's fair. That's that's yeah, that's great. Uh, it's yeah, there's a game called RuneScape that used to be popular. Now no one cares about except for me. <laughs> it's like just like this like fantasy game that's like so outdated, so not good. I I I love it. I also um, it's not a video game, but I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, like 50% game, 50% hanging out with the friends. And I think anything that means I can see my friends is a good time. So, yeah, that game is yeah, it's not a video game, but it's my favorite. I love the book love- just to like sit and read the um the manual on how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I before I even played it, I used to just like watch people play on YouTube and like read through the rules and stuff because I always wanted. It's so good. Uh, I don't know if, if you, uh, do you play. I don't know anyone who would, so no. <laughs> but I, I read the manual. <laughs> it sounded interesting. If you ever get a chance to play, you should. It's so much fun. It's it's great. <laughs> it's kind of like how I was saying, like I I don't I only know like two video games. Like I know The Witcher. The Witcher's great. Yeah. I only know of it because I read the books first. I've I've been meaning to read the books. It's one of those things I know I should have read by now. Um, because I love the series and I love the, the games, uh, um, but I've heard really good things about the books. I didn't like book one, but no, okay, it's not book one. It's prequel book, but book one was good. Real book one was good. Yeah. I didn't like the collection of short stories, which was the TV show one. The TV show is based yeah. on the short stories. I was not a fan of that book. But... I quite like the show was good. I really liked the show. Entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, the, the acting was questionable. The acting was interesting. <laughs> and like some of the scripting was a bit like corny, I guess. It was, it was very much felt like someone's first fantasy story. Um, but I, I, really, I did really enjoy it. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, I think you can sometimes get too di- tied down in like the actual quality of things. I do it with movies all the time. I'll like, think, oh, this movie is like, awful. But I'll still really enjoy it. So I'm like, how awful was it really if I, I really enjoyed it? Like, it must have been this. <laughs> Like I, I love like trashy horror movies. Like even though they're like awful technically, I just enjoy them so much. And I always think like, I mean technically yes, like three out of ten. But if I had a better time watching this than some critically acclaimed like, you know, movie, then what, what is really the better movie? The question was originally, what is your goal for the year of 2020? But 2020 has been cancelled. So what is your, <laughs> so what are your goals for the decade of 2020? Ah, oh, okay. So, uh. This decade, I really want to um, entirely change my sound completely. I want to completely transform everything because uh, as I've grown up, I've sort of uh, um, got less attached to like the, the the music I was originally influenced by. So I think if by the end of this decade, I am like not known as an acoustic artist, I would have done my job. <laughs> um, but I also like personally, my goals are also to uh, see every continent. I want to do that. I want to. See, and I was also go to the United States. I've been to North America, but it was it was Canada. So yeah, I want to go to every. Um, and I want I want to play in every continent as well. That's the thing I want to do, which is very ambitious. Um, I mean, except for Antarctica, obviously. But, um, yeah, <laughs> every other continent that'd be great. And I guess also the main goal I have, like for any period of time, is just to like make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons. I guess like if, if by the end of the decade I feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reasons or I've lost track of like what I believe in, then I would probably just um, call it a day there. So I guess, yeah, just, just to, travel, to travel the world uh, but uh, and travel the world playing music, but on my terms. Absolutely <laughs> my love that. I am so excited to see what the decade has in store for you. It's gonna be, it's gonna Thank be you so much. Fun. That's really kind of you. Thank you. 
I was just saying, I hope Dragon come out and play some shows in the States at some point. Uh, if it ever becomes possible for a small artist to do that without paying dollars. <laughs> yeah, I would love for that to happen. I'd love to finally meet you in person. I feel like it's so awkward talking to somebody on the phone sometimes. It's the, it's the, it's the one good thing from lockdown is that like, everyone's become better at it because there's no other option. It's like everyone's becoming a bit less anxious with phone calls. Now it's good. Like for me, definitely. Like it's rad. Again, I greatly appreciate it. And when you do come to the States, I'm going to say when. You're <laughs> um, more than welcome to visit our campus. And Amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see the School of Rock building. So I don't think I've actually said this thing, but that is one of my favorite movies of all time. So like, I was so, when I saw that in the email, I was so stoked. Like, I don't think I've ever replied to an email so fast in my life, like <laughs> just seeing School of Rock pop up. Like, I was like, um, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> if I ever go, I'm going to make sure I visit. And I want to like recreate the movie, and I'll make a music. I'm gonna make like a music video out of it. That's my plan. I want to visit, and I'll like, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, just look after yourself, and um, yeah, I hope the same for your family and your friends as well. Everyone, be careful and stay safe and everything. Yeah, I'll hopefully speak to you soon. You too. Uh, keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. See you soon, bud. Okay. Bye. Bye.